What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the HK Video Game Experience. I'm Hollywood Cole here with Clear Fire. What's up? What's going on, man? Going to talk a little bit about collecting again. Old school. We used to talk oh, about no. collecting. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> we used to have a bunch of these, and we used to have some serious collectors on. But uh, we're just going to discuss a little collecting, you know, sealed versus unsealed, complete versus, you know, complete in box versus just the game, or even you know, digital like emulators and stuff. So what's the best way or why do you collect and stuff like that? So, but it has been a few minutes since I've, you know, a few minutes. It has been a few minutes since I talked to you. So we just started the podcast, but before that, we hadn't talked to you in a while. Been very busy getting ready yes. for the con. Yes. Kind of taking the, the helm on all the, the cool giveaway stuff. H and K swag that you can get. If you come to the Mississippi comic con. Oh Yeah. So I think we I think we got five thousand stickers. Jeez, man! Yeah, you might get two stickers and, if you come by. And uh, we'll have a couple of tote bags to give away. Those will be special giveaways. But um, I, I'm digging into. Uh, I, I think I've got a couple double copies of some games in my <laughs> retro stash, and so I might pull those out and have some giveaways with forum. So yeah, that'd be you awesome. Never know, yeah. you, you never know what I might pull out and do because I was just thinking about that the other day and you never know, I might get a copy of some new game that's, or, that's either about to be out, which I mean, now it's anywhere from what, this is the 14th anyway, anywhere up to the 23rd of June. So there's a couple of games that come out in that time frame. You never know. I might get a new copy of something and have that up for a, Giveaway, giveaway. Well. nice dude. So, um, but uh, I'll probably do a giveaway for listeners and a giveaway for people that actually are there in person and do different ones, and then that way everybody can participate. Because I know we've got listeners from all over the place that can't come to Mississippi, and that's fine. But you know, I still like for you to have some fun. I mean, at the very least, I could you know, if you want to, I might could send you some stickers and whatnot. So you might get some H and K swag. Yeah, that's cool. So we're gonna be. It's gonna be the twenty. Is it the twenty fifth and twenty sixth? Twenty fourth and twenty fifth. Twenty fourth and twenty fifth. So that's next Saturday that's, and Sunday. We're yep. gonna post like a little itinerary of what we're gonna talk. We will be live. We'll post like some podcasts live. We're gonna be doing them live. We'll be video and all that, and um, we'll post that on Facebook so you guys can can know if you want something you want to see. Come in, hang out with us the best you can. So if you can't be there in person, I know a few people are gonna come. That uh, that'll be uh, fans of the show and stuff like that. And so, uh, I know that uh, we will have the well. I've been reaffirmed that we will have Brandon, the Bullet, on oh. uh, SoCom podcast, and maybe some more. He's got a lot of knowledge and some things, so maybe we'll we'll find some more uh, stuff to talk about. And expect a little wrestling podcast since we're going to have Bret Hart at the Comic Con. I think he's going to be on and- our show, but. And Teddy Long. Teddy Long's going to be there now, Who's too. Teddy Long? Oh, Teddy Long. You, you, I saw you the go. picture. I don't, remember, I don't know who it is. <laughs> you, you need to go see the video I posted on, on our okay. page as well about Teddy Long. It's one of his funny moments of uh, him with The Undertaker. So, uh, uh, he could rise us up out of the coffin type of thing. Yeah, he's the, he's the um, well, he, he's the uh, guy that was like, let me holler at you, player. A guy that did that all the time and whatnot. He was a manager. He was actually a referee for a long time, and then they actually pulled him away from being a referee into being a manager. And then he actually was like the manager of SmackDown for a while. You know, they had like these figureheads over SmackDown and Raw for 
for some time and he was one of them and he i give the man credit he he definitely had some funny moments in wrestling i mean not anything just just like oh amazing so great but he definitely laid some funny stuff down and i if i'm not mistaken i think he did get elected into the wwe hall of fame which he does deserve but he he did lay down some funny stuff you know he was hilarious what you have to double check to see i I, do what what years Um, was he Oh God! Let's see. He was a he was a referee actually during some of the Attitude Era and the times that you were okay. actually watching wrestling. But um, he transitioned into like that manager type role in like the early two thousands because SmackDown was more of about like what two thousand two two thousand three I think was its debut. Yeah, and so it was uh it, that during that time that he started to rotate into that type of uh, role. And I can't remember his exact dates that he was the um. SmackDown manager, whatever. Okay, well, that's cool. We will have uh, Belloc there from Indiana Jones, the temp, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the bad guy in Indiana Jones. He's like a new ad. <laughs> it looks awesome, dude. Oh, yeah. That's crazy, man, of all the people, and it's like perfect. I'd love to meet this dude. He's just pretty cool seeming. You're going to have the original red Power Ranger and the original black Power Ranger there. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, so um, we might was, find was, some... I was sad though the um guy that played uh Ivan Ooze for the Power Rangers movie he had to back out so I'm kind of sad that he won't be there. Oh uh, yeah, I never I never really watched Power Rangers at all. And the one of the comic cons that we had here in Panama City Beach I went to and uh they had a lot of people there. One of them was a one of the Rangers like a Green Ranger or something. Oh, um, dude, if there's a Green Ranger, dude, he was so popular. And he, uh, that was Jason David Frank, and he just recently passed away, too. So it's been a big thing. Well, this guy was kind of young. So it might have been like the one, like the current one or whatever. I think he was like the current Ranger at the time, which was hey, about. Probably wasn't a, probably five, wasn't a Green six years Ranger ago. then because uh, Jason David Frank. Uh, Do you have a lot of tattoos? No, he was a young. I mean, he was a young dude. Kind of looked, had like black hair, kind of looked like. Um, uh. Maybe kind of like a Latino skin, I guess. I don't know, Indian or something. Um, it could have been Jason David Frank, and, but um, I mean, he's he's the most popular Green Ranger. Who, and any Jason time, and any time they've anytime they've ever used a Green Ranger, they've ten, tended to go back to him for that. Um, that was kind of his legacy. Um, he's got some great yeah, stuff him. out there. Um, and Jason David Frank, he actually was in in, in MMA for a while. Um, didn't do super hot or anything, but I just thought that was kind of cool that a Power Ranger actually went from doing the martial arts stunt stuff to actually MMA. Um, and then he went back into heavy into the Power Rangers. Basically, that's like his legacy. And like I said, he recently passed away. It's probably been, it's almost a year now. But um, yeah, he was definitely an awesome person. I wish I could have met him in person before he passed away. Yeah, I'm looking at all these. Uh, it wasn't him. I'm looking at all the, okay. the Power Rangers right now. It might have been somebody like uh, Chance Perez that looked kind of like that, um, like one of these younger guys. Yeah, I mean, they, they've had a uh, lot of different groups of Power Rangers. So, yeah. I mean, the good thing is, is Christopher Lloyd's still going to be there. Sean Astin's still going to be there. I mean, you see, you've got still got a lot of great big names that are there, and um, that's awesome. I mean, it, if you haven't met Christopher Lloyd, you ever seen Christopher Lloyd yet? Go to this Comic Con. I mean. The poor man's getting older and older. He's not going to be around forever. Yeah. Go see him if you can. If you've got something for him to sign, you definitely get his signature. 
and from what I've heard, he's very nice whenever you meet him. Um, like I said, you'll have the voices of both Goku and Vegeta there, which is uh, Sean Schimmel and Christopher Sabat. And they're both two great guys to meet. So definitely, if you get a chance to meet them, meet them. Um, I haven't met uh, Sean Astin yet. I think that would be great to meet him. But of course, since I'm doing a podcast at the Comic-Con, I'm not going to be out trying to meet people unless they, are walk- even unless they come out and walk around. If they come out and walk around, I'll definitely jump out there and try to grab them. So you just never yeah, know yeah. what might happen. Yeah, man. Um, I'm sorry. I'm looking. I'm trying to. Reason I'm bringing this up is just I was trying to find the one. It was at Club La Vila. I wish I could see the uh, who was there because I want to bring it up because yeah, okay, that's the closest the one. I'll tell you who it was here in a minute. And the reason I'm, I'll tell you what, yeah, okay, here's a guy. He's a blue Power Ranger. I don't know who he is though. <laughs> but anyway, what, David po- Yoss though. Uh, David Yoss is the original Blue Ranger, and he would no, 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 <laughs> no. This is a Blue Ranger, but um. But anyway, he's a young kid, man, and he was, uh, I mean, he was awesome, dude. I mean, he was just funny to talk to, real le- so nobody was there, you know, because like, this is like the last day, and yeah. they were right, just kind of hanging out, so we walked around, and they were just, all the actors and stuff were just walking around freely. They didn't even care anymore, and um, and he was there, and we talked to him for a while, and he's like, oh, and we had Jacob. He was probably like three, and he's like, Did you watch, or he was probably like four, because they were like this, he was like, oh, wow. does he watch... Uh, Power Rangers? And I was like, no, not really. But we showed him Ninja Turtles back in the day, and we had to stop showing him because he was trying to fight everybody on the playground. <laughs> and he just laughed, laughed. But anyway, he was like a cool. I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm assuming his character is kind of like that. You know what I'm saying? Like really yeah. charismatic. Um, and so they just really did a good job picking these people. So uh, it's really interesting to see when you when you talk to people like that. Yeah. They have this like it factor. So the, the flyer that I just looked up to uh, on the guests that are coming on their Facebook page was from June the 10th, so it might have changed by now, but also wrestling-wise, Devon Dudley from the Dudley Boys. Uh, I don't know who that is. Oh, man. Yeah, the Dudley Boys were awesome. It was whole, during the phases of when you had like the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, the Dudley Boys, all of those three in the big, like, TLC ladder matches and everything like that. They were the ones that pioneered that for the tag team division. So he's like really influential in that part of wrestling. Um, definitely a big time player in wrestling. So if he is still coming, that's guy, that's a guy that's worth seeing too. Now he just recently retired from entering competition completely just due to his health and whatnot. I mean, too, he's in his, I think he's in his fifties and it's just not safe for him. I mean, I'm sorry, nobody, not not enough people are crazy enough. Like Ric Flair, still going in their what seventies trying to wrestle. Yeah, I don't recommend it either. I mean, it definitely it almost killed Ric Flair. It's not a smart oh, thing gosh. to do. Uh, Sting is <laughs> Sting is one too. He's he's up there as well, doing stunts, jumping off of like two story platforms in his what fifties, sixties. It's crazy. Some of these wrestlers <laughs> are crazy and just not smart and whatnot, uh, but they're still awesome. They're still awesome. Yeah. I don't care. It's dangerous, man. That is a dangerous sport, dude. It is. Uh, they just kill, kill themselves doing this to entertain. And, uh, I mean, that's people don't, they like to say, they don't like it when you call it fake. It's not fake, but it's, uh, it's like entertainment, right? That's what they say. When Sports they're, but entertainment's what they call it now. Yeah, and so they really the do beat part. themselves up, man. And it's yeah. crazy, dude. And they'll, yeah. they will. There's so many stories about oh, you know them, them either, you know, pulling their muscle out of it, it almost have to be paralyzed, breaking breaking tendons, 
breaking backs, faces, eye sockets, you know, Undertaker, and they just still finish the, the match. They don't stop. You Man, know? Triple H blew out both of his quads mm-hmm. at one time, just like Vince McMahon did when Vince McMahon was oh, walking to down. the ring. He blew, blew out his quads and then just sat in the ring and started <laughs> yeah. fussing at people because like it, the match didn't go the way that he really wanted it to. It actually was not like scripted for him to come out there at all. And so he came out there and he was like, oh, really gosh. angry and he blew out both of his quads getting into God. the ring. is hilarious. And then uh, Triple H actually blew both his quads out in a match and then finished yeah. the match. And he's... Yeah. he's He's a testament to how tough some of the wrestlers used to be. Yeah. Um, some of the wrestlers nowadays, they don't push through it. But also, too, after we've learned so much about you know concussions and CTE and all that stuff, they they don't they 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 take injuries a lot more seriously now. Um, yeah, I one, mean a lot of those example, concussions are rant not you know not as bad as like I mean, but yeah. just uh, just being injured and they will just stay going, well, man. Well, I mean, they don't allow hair shots directly to the head anymore. Like Chair that's shots. like a big, uh, they, yeah, that's like a big yeah. no no. The only person that's allowed to pull that off is Brock Lesnar, and that's just because his status. And he says, if he tells somebody hit him in the head with a chair, you better hit him in the head with a chair. He's gonna beat the yeah. fool out of you, and he will physically beat the fool out of you in the ring. Like yeah. it's crazy. That's um, what. Uh, before you move on, that Brock, there, there's a. Uh, that's what. Um, gosh, who was it? Uh, it was Ric Flair that said Brock on Jay Rogan the latest one. This was about you know two months ago or something mm-hmm. that Brock Lesnar will take it to you and he expects yes, he you to will. do the same. He doesn't care. He doesn't if care you, if you hit him or, you know, and that kind of stuff. If you don't go hard back on Brock, when he goes hard on you, he will not respect you. Um, one of the things that recently happened, well, it's, it's actually been a lot, almost two years now that happened with Brock. It was with a guy named uh, Braun Strowman, another big, huge, massive side of beef, man. I mean, he's just huge. Um, he accidentally like need Brock in the head, like full blow. Like I'm talking Jeez. like, like knock, knockout type blow. Yeah. Now, it would have knocked anybody else out, but Brock was like, he got ticked off. He jumped up and you just see him just give a straight full power shot to the side of the side of Braun Strowman's head when he was down on his knees. It's just like, <laughs> it, he looked like he honestly, if, if Brock was trying to execute somebody, he wouldn't use a gun. He'd use his fist, and this is what it would look like. Oh, and he wow. just knocked, I don't see it. He, he knocked his head off. It was insane. And when they get back into the back, they fussed at each other for just half a second, and they're like, okay, yeah, we're cool. Yeah. And that was it. No stink, no nothing. It was handled out in the ring, and that's what I like about some of them that handle it in the ring and then don't know go in the back and talk all the crap and everything. It's just ridiculous. You know, it's 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 a business. It's a sport. You've got a ring to handle it and handle it in the ring and then come back to the back and deal with the other stuff and yeah, let it be you that. Got, you got, you know, 350 pounds, testosterone, beast, all alphas God. that it's going to try to pull yes. up one over on you and stuff like that. And oh that's just gosh, how they that's how they operate. But anyway, dude, we could talk about that. And we will yeah, talk yeah, about that during the Comic-Con. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to get away from that because I can talk about that forever. I love you can talk about, about it. You've got a lot of knowledge about it. i got a lot of questions about it, and it's perfect. So we're going to... Yeah. So well, I do uh, want to I do I do want to mention this though. If you do want to learn more about like the kind of controversial stuff from wrestling, go check out on Vice TV. It's called The Dark Side of the Ring. Great series. Has some insanely deep information on some stuff that you would be like, "Oh my gosh." I mean, so I'm fixing to bring up one name that's like totally like you don't say on wrestling anymore, Chris Benoit. They've got a great piece on all of that and like 
the signs that he actually showed of his concussion syndrome all the way up until his tragic happenings. I'll just put it that way because it was very tragic. So. Yeah, it, so if it's you, crazy. If you want to watch that, just go to uh, tubi dot com. They have it on there, and they got they got Dark Side of the Ring Confidential on there as well. And if um, you have Hulu, you can watch it on Hulu too. It's on yeah. Hulu, so it's in, it's all over. You can find them even on YouTube. It's extremely interesting but, though. It's really very. Interesting. Uh, they did a good job with it. I mean, it's very interesting stuff. But so let's talk about video game stuff. You want to do that now? Yeah, let's talk about video game stuff. Let's talk about video game stuff. So. Or video game podcast, might as well. <laughs> well, so yeah, that's a good point. Um, I did this, dude. I was driving back, so I just got back from the Smoky Mountains, and I saw it was some awesome. Pictures. Yeah, it was cool. Your, ma- your mama was posting them up. Oh yeah, she did. We met her there <laughs> for a little bit, for a day or two. And uh, dude, we uh, came back, and on the way back, I knew that Diablo had come out like that Monday. That Monday is the day that we left Diablo Four. Oh. <laughs> and I love Diablo. Do you play Diablos? No, I never got into them. Yeah, so there's just looters. They're awesome. And and it's really deep with the synergy of all the different items and, you know, how do you get your guy to be as powerful as he can be? I mean, it's, it's crazy. The, the thought processes and stuff that go in there, which just makes it so fun. And this was one that was, you know, a big deal. It was, um, you know, this is going to be like Blizzard's way to say, you know, hey, we are going to bring this back to the people and we're not going to try to make just a ton of money. You know, we're not going to just solely for money. We don't want to, we don't want to ruin the game, you know, like they did the immortal on the, on the phone or whatever, where you had to have like $150,000 to get all the best gear or something, you know, like it's stupid. It was stupid. It's so stupid. And people, people are doing it though, you know, and they're making money. It's really hard to, even if you're a business, you know, so it has to mean more to you than just being a business. And it seems like they're trying to prove that it is. And that's good. I'm glad that they did. Problem is, it's got to be always online, right? And so it's always online. We've been kicked. You know, people with hardcore characters that get the boot and they're dead for good. So if you're going to come out with that, you need to make it stable, right? Your server is super stable. And now it's only done it once and I've been playing it a lot. And so good on them. It's not too bad. But if it's going to be always online, I, you know what I did? I bought it digital and I never buy digital games. Yeah. And, and it's kind of tying into what we're doing because I like to have it and collect it. But the problem is if I got a digital, just like Destiny, if I have a digital game, they turn the servers off, it's worthless. Now you can do private servers or whatever. If you, but at that point, the game will be so cheap <clears throat> that it wouldn't but matter. If you have, but, uh, but even on the same same line of thought there, even if you have a disc version, if it's an always online game to turn off servers, you've got a disc that doesn't do jack crap. That's what I'm saying. So that's, I mean, why, just, that's why I just did it on digital. I'll yeah. do a digital game download it digital if it doesn't matter you know the reason you have these games at least me so uh at least i got a whole collection of retro games all the way back to the nes i don't go before that i don't really care about atari um although i did play it i don't really collect for it very simplistic they don't really bring back the memories that i remember or the experience of the video game experience it's more about high score and stuff anyway whatever you feel like atari that's perfect that's perfectly fine a lot of people do a lot of people collect for it but uh, I just go back to NES, and one of the reasons why is because this, I'm looking at the, my collection right now, and I see the game that you got me, the Final Fantasy II there, the red one, bling, and Super Nintendo. Yeah, I sit right over your shoulder. Yep. I got Shadowrun, I got Chrono Trigger, I got Final Fantasy III, and it's just a comfort to know that I can play those games whenever I want. I play them for the exact same way that they came out the store with, you know? 
Um, and so that's good or, or bad, if you however you want to look at it. I mean, there could be if it's a bad game, if it wasn't done right, you know, it could be bad. But um, there is some benefit with it being always online. I mean, they keep it updated. They see all the crap. You know, they can see a lot of things. They can correct a lot of things on the spot. So so far, it's fine. I mean, I'm still enjoying the game, and that's ultimately what it comes down to. But, you know, here we're trying to keep gaming pure and that does not necessarily like qualify to have all its online game if you can't play it offline. Now, if you could play it offline, have it online all the time. Who cares? You know, if you want to collect data, you know, on your game, that kind of crap, it's fine. Anyway, man, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about, you know, collecting. And that's what I'm, that's kind of what I'm leading into is that I like the physical games, um, and uh, to have them where I can play them and just the comfort of knowing that I can play them whenever. And I do like complete if, if I don't, so complete. This is where we get into, a, this is where we get into things like the, 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 the cartridges, right? Don't need to have a yeah. box necessarily, but you got a GameCube game or the CD based. I want to have a good case and this good kind case, of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be open. I'm going to play it. That's what yeah. I want to do. You, yeah, on so the other hand, <laughs> you know, our collector's edition guy. And if you would have collected Diablo 4, by the way, with the collector's edition, you would have got a code on there for the digital download. That's was so ridiculous. That's why I didn't do it. Yeah. Wasn't so. going to do it. There's, a, there's been other games that have done that recently, too. Uh, um, God of War Ragnarok collector's edition. You get a steelbook to put your disc in, but instead of a disc, they give you a download code for the game. So you didn't That's even terrible, get the game. Man. And you pay like $250 for this collector's edition, and you don't even get a disc. You get a download code. Yeah, and a steel book. I'm like, so what's the point of having a steel book if you don't have a disc to put in it? Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's why I didn't do Ragnarok. It's just great. Well, let me let me rephrase that. I did do Ragnarok. I bought a physical copy, and then uh, my best friend Makari uh, jumped on it, and I found somebody selling the steel book, and I got the steel book. So that way, I didn't have to pay the two hundred fifty dollars to have a steel book with no disc in it. Yeah. So that's so let's just that's what they did. That's what they kind of started doing. Not not just the digital. Uh, that's the new. That's relatively new. That's that sucks. I mean, that remember on PlayStation Vita, the Minecraft box would have a digital download in it. You're like, dude, seriously, dude, this is ridiculous. And um, you just buy the case, and then you've got a digital download. Um, so, uh, man, I just trained my thought. Lost my train of thought because of the <laughs> Minecraft thing. But so the newest thing, so they started selling, you know, DLC once it was online, you know, back in the day, um, they started, uh, then started with these collector's editions and it was always like, you know, you can get the ultimate edition or you can get the, uh, epic collector's edition. It just goes up, up in value with little trinkets in there or whatever, you know, it has a, a figure or sometimes they have some crazy stuff like fallout, had the helmet, stuff like that. Um, and I never really was into that for, for whatever reason you are. So what's your draw to that kind of collecting? So I'm not as into it as you think I am. I don't have that many collector's edition games. I'm more drawn toward the steel books and I collect the steel books of the games. So like if a game like let's just take God of War Ragnarok has a steel book in it and the only way you could get the steel book is if you paid the $250 collector's edition set. 
I didn't I didn't pay that much. I wasn't going to. I didn't do that. I didn't want that because I didn't want the statue that I had with it. I didn't want the steel bullet. Well, I mean, I did want steel bullet, but I didn't want a download code instead of the game. And so I look at the ones that come out and say, okay, what do I want out of this? Okay, well, really, I just want a steel book out of it. Um, at a point in my life, especially in my gaming, I, if I get a game, I want a steel book. I want it to look nice. I want it to be pretty. And that's the reason why I like steelbooks. They're pretty. They're nice. They're fancy. There's something to say, hey, check this game out. It's in a steelbook. Every single one of my MCU movies, which I have every single MCU movie that's been released on disc so far, all of them in steelbooks, every single one of them. And it's just how I am. If I'm going to get a movie, I'm going to get it in steelbook. I got Back to the Future, the, what, the 30th anniversary or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's all three movies that's in the steelbook case. I got the ET anniversary one in the steelbook just so my son could see ET. That's, I like the steelbooks. I love them. Now, as far as collector's editions, I've, I've gotten a few of the limited run collector's editions. Those are pretty cool. Like I got Castlevania Requiem one. It just recently came in. And then what was great was not even like a week or two later, I got, uh, the Knights of the Old Republic collector's edition from Limited Run Games in as well. That's cool. So I've gotten two really awesome collector's editions ones. And they're just going to stay in the box. Now we'll pull out the game and I'll play the game. But, you know, th- those attracted to me for different reasons. You know, Castlevania Rec Realm, it's a lot of, you know, the past Castlevanias. And I did get the Castlevania collection. I found it in Best Buy one day. Uh, the limited run games one, and I bought it. But of course, it's not the collector's edition, which is fine with me on that. Um, I did get the Requiem, which you know I was like, eh, on it. But yeah, and I'm waiting on the uh, Shredder's Revenge collector's edition from uh, Limited Run Games because Sorry. I wanted to have that nice set and everything. And I did get the um, Cowabunga collection mm-hmm. for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, set i did get the collector set for it now granted i don't think it came with a steel book but it just had some really cool stuff and because i love ninja turtles i i i got that one the only other collector's edition game that i bought that has like like a ton of stuff with it was destiny 2 because it had like this really cool sat uh satchel with it had just some really neat things with it and i got it and it's really depends on what game it is, does it hit any kind of nostalgia for me, and what am I playing right now? I mean, I've got steelbooks for like almost every game that I have. I pretty much have gone through my collection of my, at least my PS4, 5s, and my Xbox Series X games. Push to get steelbooks for all of those. Um, I did get the Legend of Zelda um, Tears of the Kingdom. I did get a collector's edition of it. I got lucky and walked in on one, so... Um, I've said, no, I want that. That's cool. It's got an awesome book with it. It's got a steel poster. It's got some really neat stuff with it. So um, it just really depends on the game. I mean, it's not like, oh, I got to go get any and every collector's edition out there. It just depends on the game. But and if you buy a game, you're buying a steel book or collectors. You're not buying the plain one anymore. 99% of the time. Yeah, 99% of the time. I mean, like just Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor, I bought the plain game. The reason okay. why it's three hundred and fifty dollars for the collector's edition, Jeez, dude, and that was see. the only way. That was the only way you could get a steelbook too. Is pay the three hundred fifty dollars for it. Come on, um, EA. And um, what did it no, come that with? EA. That was that was actually actually limited run games was the ones that did that. But what, you, you said not to the a, old Republic. You said or Jedi. No, no, this Survivor. is this is Jedi Survivor, the brand new. That's one. That's EA, right? 
Yeah, yeah, but it's still okay. Yeah, but limited run games is the one that put out the, the collector's Steel edition. Oh, yeah. Okay. What do so, they have with it? What's so good about that? Now, so what good was really it? cool about it was is you got an actual full size replica hilt of um God, I cannot think of the main character's name. I know the actor that plays yeah. it. I cannot think of his name. But anyways, you got a full life size lightsaber hilt of that. That if you take that hilt with you to the Star Wars attraction at either one of the Di- or any of the Disney's, you can actually get one of the um the their lightsaber blades that light up and everything to affix to it and then make it a full on, you know, <laughs> light up lightsaber. It's pretty cool. And it comes in a yeah. big huge like specialized box that's like kind of like a really cool pelican case for it. Really nice. I mean, but I'm not paying three hundred fifty dollars for that. You know, that's right. just insane. And so, of course, I don't have a steelbook for that game, but I have that game because I want to play that game. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, every once in a while I will buy the game, like God of War Ragnarok. I bought the game, but I bought it after I knew that I had a steelbook coming. Right. I was able to find the steelbook on Macari, ordered it, and then went and bought the game. So, here's the question. So, you said... Uh I mean, you got a lot of the stuff, but you said you just like the way they look. So it's more of like a, just a display thing for you. Like you just you just like displaying it, it. It's an aesthetics thing. I mean, I don't even have them displayed out. I have them all in a night, you know, in my TV console that you know keeps them where you can't have them displayed. But I just like it. I like the I like the way that it looks. I like the way that it feels when I go in there and pull it out. I like oh that feels good. That's awesome to open up. I mean, I've got. Every steel book for Dragon Ball Z TV series, with exceptions of season one and two, because like it's like like four or five hundred dollars a piece for those right now. They've yeah. gone up in the value that much. It's crazy. I got them because I like the way it looks. I like the way it feels when I open it up. I like the feel of it. It's it's that whole feeling whole experience I get when I of it. Do it. Yes, exactly. So you so, so you it's not just games it. for you it's uh, you said movies too so you buy the steelbook mm-hmm. movies okay yeah so this is more, so it's like a collector's uh just, just the whole experience of collecting it picking it up and so that and so like uh you know the games you know I just buy a normal game I just bought Ragnarok I don't have any desire at all to buy any of the collector stuff even in like the Final Fantasy stuff if it's a new game now if, if somebody has like a, a complete inbox Final Fantasy three I would might buy it it would have to be real it had to be i'm not gonna pay 300 bucks maybe 100 say, bucks you're not gonna pay you're not you gonna know? pay anything less than about 350 yeah for that right i'm now. not paying that you know right so oh, it's uh, i like the booklet and it would just be one little trip i mean i think so dragon warrior a lot of the stuff i bought when i first started collecting again i have the little booklet i have you know it came with a thing from nintendo power had a big two big booklets in it one of them was in an actual nintendo power i bought two of those one of them Ooh. is uh one of them is pretty much just been looked through a bunch, and one of them was like in pristine condition, like framed. So I got the framed yeah. one, and I looked through the other one just as a nostalgia thing. And I got the you know the Dragon Warrior. It's like in my safe, dude. You know, and it's not like worth a ton of money or anything, but I just had it in there uh, just because I didn't want the kids to touch it or whatever. And so that's kind of as close as I've come to that. Now I do have I did buy about six Vita games limited run that were sealed. Now, I think I got a decent price for them, probably just a little bit under what they were originally going for, expecting them to go up, and they probably will eventually. But that's the only ones I have, like, and I have like a Vegas stake sealed, um, and I have a Final Fantasy II PSP sealed. I have a Final Fantasy VIII sealed. I have um, 
Uh, what else? Oh, the Pandora you got, is sealed uh, um, on the Wii. Well, I mean, you got Final Fantasy 2 with the manual. Yep, yep. And the I manual have, alone's going for twenty five bucks right now. Oh, uh, it's awesome, man! Yeah, and <laughs> and, and, and they and they have uh, the um, they've gone up in price since. Uh, well, what I'm get what I'm getting at, yes, yeah, so, so so you know, some people try to do it financially, but I think most people that collect don't really plan on like investing in games. All that Wawa crap. What is it? What's the uh, is it Wawa? What's the uh, Wada? Wada, yeah, Wada. 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 With the, well, all with I heard the, about um, Wawa gas station on the way to, to Smoky Mountain. With the that's artificial what I was price about. inflations, with exactly. all of their gradings. So that's yeah, a bunch they, of they crap. Were, they were grading crap. Like it was, yeah. it was bad. They were grading and stuff. It's, that it's a standard stuff. Not have been graded at all. They've done before with coins and with uh, you know all kind of stuff that they've done it when they're just doing it with games now. And they got a lot of power to try to do it. Don't get anything from Wada that's uh, graded. Just PSA. you don't ever know what's get, really going to happen. Get, get a PSA if you're going to do but it. But PSA. That's another thing. Graded games. I mean, what's the uh, you know? I do have I do have the Final Fantasy or the uh, Castlevania edition is still sealed. My Toe Jam and Earl is still sealed. I just never had any desire to play that. And, and the Castlevania, I bought it for it was on sale for like three dollars. The the download, which I already had the game on Xbox, so I did that. So now I got that. So I don't ever have to open it. Um, and we we did the uh, uh, Secret of Mana from PlayStation Four. I opened mine because I heard it rattling in there, and I thought something's wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it, but I played it and opened it. Um, I wanted to play it. I still have mine sealed. Yeah, but I mean, I only have like out of games. I only have like maybe two sealed. Uh, yeah, Secret of Mana being one of them. The other one I think was a copy of. Um, since I've got two copies of Final Fantasy Fifteen, or no, is it? Yeah, 15 is the newest one. The uh, 16th one's coming out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I got two copies of it because I got one that came with, like, a really cool calendar or whatever, and the other one was, like, the Royal Edition, and I only opened one of the two of them. So, I mean, it's very rare for me to have a game that I haven't opened. Yeah. And, Unless you know- I just haven't played it yet. Yeah, and, and like I said, you can see the uh, see the tower of games behind me, and 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 you know I got Diablo Four that just came out. I'm playing it, Tears of the Kingdom, which is awesome. I'm playing that a lot, and now they got Final Fantasy Sixteen coming out. They got um, uh, the Space Elder Scrolls so coming bring, out. So when so when you bring up Final Fantasy Sixteen, what's what's cool about it, um, and games like it i mean and not just like it but just games in general is if you do want a steel book there are quite a few games that if you pre-order through best buy you can get a steel book for free so that's how i get several of them is i do it through best buy like i got the like because i thought that with best buy i was going to have to have the collector's edition of final fantasy 6 or like the ultimate edition which is like you know it's, it's the game's what 70 80 bucks by itself and then you know this one's another 20 on top of this is like 90 100 bucks i mean it's not bad but um i thought i was gonna have to do that to get the steel book well i pre-reserved one of those and then i see that that if you just got the regular copy you can get a steel book too and i think i'm switching i think i'm gonna switch it real quick before it comes out but yeah check out best if you really like collecting and you want steel books of games check out best buy they had a steel book for street fighter 6 all you had to do is pre-order it and you get a steel book you don't have to get any special collector's edition set or anything. You can get the basic set. Heck, you can even get the PS4 version of it, which is $10 cheaper than the PS5 version. They're completely identical. You can play 
the PS4 version on a PS5, and you get a steelbook for that price. I mean, that's a win-win there for me if you're a collector and you like collecting things. Yeah, so that's what I'm getting at. You know, Final Fantasy 16 coming out. There's too many games to play, right? Like right now, Way these are, these are depth many. games. And I didn't have anything to play for a long time. Played Call of Duty um, when my buddies would play. And then Tears of the Kingdom, which then everything was great with the world. All I had to do was play Tears of the Kingdom. When I got multiplayer, I could play COD. Now Diablo is coming out and it's hooked me. But I got all those games on the on the thing back there. Some sealed, some not. Some complete, some not. And I know I'm not going to play them all, right? And, you know, you collect a lot of the Steelbook stuff and you don't really play, you, you don't really even play them that much, right? Like some of the uh, stuff that... I mean, I like, don't uh, get to a lot of times. Yeah, so, so you just like the collecting aspect too and it's just cool to know that you have it. And I guess that's what's going on with the people that like to collect sealed games or graded games, right? That just like to have that... I mean, people can do whatever they want. That's great that they like that. I'm glad that it's like that, so don't get me wrong, but... Um, the graded games kill me though because you get you, the game has to be sealed to get graded, right? And then when you send it to them, they seal it in that big old plastic plexiglass right. container, <laughs> so you can never open it ever. You would have to shatter it, it open, and yeah. it, it it you you run a huge risk of damaging the game to do that. Yeah, because it's sealed tight in a lot of those. There's a video of yeah. a guy that was opening up, you know, going to unseal one of his graded Pokemon cards. And when he did, he ran the screwdriver that he was using to sh- break it apart, ran it through oh the card. Oh, gosh, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, it is a very expensive card. Like, very worth a lot of money, even out of, the, even ungraded worth a lot of money. And he just lost a lot of money doing that. And well, so there's that's a, why it's just, it just well, there's a level me of, you know, them. what's so crazy is because you got coins that are graded, right? You know, silver, whatever. You got cards, so you be baseball, basketball, whatever, football, sports cards, and Pokemon cards, magic cards, whatever kind of card it gets graded. Um, and I know that you can play cards or whatever. Go play your, you know, but uh, so, but it's still kind of meant to be looked at, right? A vi- the thing that makes but, a video game a video game is that you you yeah. get to play it. I mean, so I understand getting graded coins because you're only going to look at it. That's the only purpose of it. I understand getting graded like sports cards. You're, you're only going to look at it. Getting graded sports memorabilia, you're going to look at it. Pokemon cards, there is a game that is played with that. You can never play with that card if it's graded. I mean, yeah, you could be stupid and put it in your deck, but God, everybody sees where it is and everything, and it ruins the entire game at that point. Magic, the same way. There's games that are based on a game. You know, now granted, I know you've got some Black Lotus is one of the biggest ones out there that are worth, you know, thousands of dollars. Actually, I think you can get them one. I think it's like twenty five thousand to up to thirty, forty thousand for a single card. Um, it just depends on the market at the time. But a lot but of I the mean, value is based on the rarity, not necessarily how good it is in the game. That's the difference. Oh, yeah, yeah. To, yeah. You know, it, so it's. Pokemon cards, like, they could be totally horrible in-game, but it could be a really rare card and be only one out there. So, something cool about Magic that's coming out, they're doing a Lord of the Rings edition. There is literally one copy of the One Ring. That's cool. One of one. Like, you can get, like, they've got another one that's in, like, a um, collection. It's like a four-card set that makes one big picture when you put them together. And you can get it in that, but it's not considered the one ring. There is one card that's going to be in, out of all 
thousands of cards they make for this. There's only going to be one of one, and they've already put a million-dollar bounty on it. There's already people saying, we will pay you a million dollars for that card if you get it. And it hadn't even come out yet. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's pretty cool. And the thing is, the only thing that kind of sucks with it is, is if nobody ever finds it, that means that these boxes of cards that people keep and never open because they get booster boxes and whatnot, it's going to be sitting in one of those. Nobody knows. That's what's crazy about it is. is and it can be in any pack. Like, it's, it, they said it can be in any pack. You can find it anywhere. It's magic. So, yeah, magic. Magic the Gathering. They're doing a Lord of the Rings packs. version. Dude, well, if you can find them, dude, they're already like <laughs> pre-orders. They've sold out of pre-orders and everything, oh, sure. and it's just crazy. They're certainly not going to put it in the first run. Oh, no, it's in the first run. It's in it. That's it. They're, they're only doing a single run of the entire card. So if, somebody, if it's all sold out, somebody's got it. Yeah, it's all gone. Like if Once it's bought, it's gone. They're not going to do like, okay, well, you know, we've sold all these cards. We need some more cards to come out. Let me run some more. No, uh-uh. It's not going to be like that. They're making all that they're well, going to make, I mean that's is, it. If they make... If they're going to, in this little Lord of the Rings print, let's just say they're going to print, you know, let's say they're going to print three million Lord of the Rings cards, right? And one is the ring. So one in three million or whatever it is. Let's just say 10 million. We're going to print 10 million magic cards. And they take, you know, they're not, are they going to print all of them at one time and they're all up for sale? Or are they going to print two million first? And then next week, they're going to print two more million. That's what I'm saying. The first they're, run, I just they're, mean they're in the first two million. Plan, yeah, they're planning to print all that they're going to do, and that's it. Like, they're not going to do, like, you know, pre-orders they're going to have, yeah, but they're going to, I don't think they're going to, like, allow you to have, like, the pre-orders to buy it all at one time. So, like, pre-orders not going to basically buy all the cards that are ever going to be of this run. But there's only going to be a single run, a single printing of these cards. So, like, they're going to do the Lord of the Rings single printing. If they're going to do 10 million cards in this batch, they're going to print all 10 million of them and ship them out. You know, pre-orders they're going to have. Here's the pre-orders, and then here's the rest. Ship it all out. It's out the door. Once it's out the door, that's it. Yeah. Just so, so they can do that one ring. You know, yeah. they might come back later and do reprints of in, of other cards because they do that sometimes in other um, sets because they had a set called Time Spiral Remastered, which, dude, those boxes are still like a booster box that's still $300 to buy. I got lucky and got a couple of those booster boxes before they went sky high. But yeah, I mean, and they did that and it's a reprinting of some like amazing expensive cards and the value of those cards actually didn't like dive down a lot. They actually kind of stayed pretty even and have actually gone up in value. Would you trust this send it off to get graded if you got it? Nope. Yep. If, it if would I be got worth the, like 10 times more though, if it came back good. The problem is, is with the one ring, you're, you're running a major risk of damage oh, yeah. mailing it off. I mean, major. And you got to think if it gets even just the slightest bit of damage. I mean, even so, though, even though that's one of the, the one ring, if something happened to it, somebody would still probably buy the, the shredded up pieces of it for thousands yeah. of dollars. Cause That'd it's be the tough, one man. Ring. If it's a million dollars, you you send it off to get graded and it came back as like a 95 or whatever, or 98, you'd be worth Ooh. like $10 million. That's crazy, I mean, man. But if it wasn't, but if you got it, if it wasn't a nine, if it wasn't like a 9.9 9 or 10, 
you would it's, be well, it would so still be, infuriated. It don't matter. It could be a six. And you would still, but they validated that it's the actual one. So they see that it's greater. There's no no question now that that is the one ring. You didn't get it from China. You didn't yeah. get it from whatever. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, that would be crazy, man. But I have a feeling that that, that card is going to, you know, somebody's going to get it. Some rando's going to get it. And, they just, they're going to go oh, straight to no one good. of the bounty people. They're going to go straight to one of the bounty people and just say, "Here you go, give me my million dollars." Because what's like, the odds of somebody of falling into it that they don't even know that it's going on? They just think it's another card. Very true. I know that's, you that's know what I'm another thing too. It's like, what if you get uh, one of these Lord of the Rings fans that walks into a game store one day? Oh, look, there's Lord of the Rings magic that's fixing to come out. Let me buy a couple of packs of those. That's pretty cool. And then it's just in that. Yeah. Dude, you get a Lord of Rings collector, you ain't getting that card from them at all. It's sitting in there. It's going to sit wherever they've got it, and it's just going to sit there, and it's not going to, you know, or what they're if not going to know what they got. Yeah. I mean, they're going to know what they got, but they're not going to know what they got, you know. What if you buy two packs, or one pack, two packs, you never open them. You never open them, you just leave them there, and then five years goes by, nobody's found the ring, you know, and you have the two unopened packs, you know, maybe it's, it's in here. I'll sell it to you for ten grand. It's you know? absolutely possible, and that's what I kind of thought too. Is like you're going to have these issues of that coming up. Like you're going to have this booster box of these Lord of the Ring cards, and nobody's going to have found the ring yet. And people are going to be buying these booster boxes for thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars, and there's not going to be the ring out of the thirty six packs that come in that booster box. Yeah, some people are gonna be so sick that they're gonna dump that money, but they're gonna do it. But how much is a booster box again like that? A booster box like right now, you're probably gonna pay like no, it's got like 36 packs, I think this booster box is, and um, right now they're selling I think two hundred dollars or two something, one eighty five, two hundred. But what I'm saying is, is people are gonna buy those booster boxes and sit them on the shelf, never open them, and the one ring's not gonna be found. And those booster boxes yeah. are going to skyrocket in value, and people yeah. are going to pay twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars for those booster boxes. Going to yeah. open it up and go through all thirty-six packs, and that one ring's not going to be in that box. They just paid that stupid. Oh you know, yeah, multi I'm going to get one, man. Because it's going to be a little seven-year-old gets it, throws it away, don't even know. That's it, what's cool. You know? <laughs> yeah, so that, that's the, I mean, that's the kicker. I mean, you just don't know who's going to get it because yeah. there. It, People are speculating, saying, oh, well, it's only going to be in these certain types of packs or certain this like that. I'm like, guys, no, this was the coast. They're not stupid. They know how they're fixing to make some money because you think about it. They sell every single one of those boxes of cards once it's out of the warehouse. Now, granted, yeah, of course, they're not going to make any money off the thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 for those booster boxes, but they're going to have people wanting to try to find those cards and buy them. And yeah. it's going to drive up demand for their others' products. It's 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 a smart marketing gimmick using the one ring. They're going to sell it all at once. They could make them twice as expensive, probably, and still mm-hmm. sell out. Yeah, man. Everybody's drawn to this. Drawn to this uh, profound. Got to have the one thing, right? That's one thing of collecting. But then you got the video games and all that we we're talking about. While you're drawn to your nostalgia. You know, whatever your reason is to collect, you but can you get uh, you can get one of the set boosters right now for the Lord of the Rings for one hundred and sixty seven dollars and ninety nine cents. Is it already out? Pre ordered? No, it's uh, a pre order. So you're still, still pre order. And uh, that box has uh, thirty packs in it, and each pack 
has like uh 12 cards in it so you mean you got a lot of shots in that 30 pack that's in a set booster i just want to tell you some prices on it because it's crazy now if you get the um the collector's booster box you're looking at around 420 dollars for that thing and those have it, um it says lord of the rings tales of middle earth is that it set boosters mm-hmm. okay yeah that's it yeah, you can get yeah. it for 170 right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny. crazy. Like the big one is is the people getting the bundle gift edition boxes because they think that's going to come in that. And that one you're looking at I me, mean, you can get it from Target right now for 86 bucks. One of those. Um, I've seen it a little bit cheaper in other places, but I mean, if you go through here and look, you can just see the prices. Like the draft booster box, that's gonna, that's going to be a big one. You're looking at about 160 for one of those boxes, which isn't bad. And I think that's got the 36 packs in it. This says Wizards of the Coast Collector Booster Box Universes Beyond the Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle Earth Magic. This is at Minimax Game. This product is a pre-order item, so the other one wasn't a pre-order. With an estimated shipping date, or at least it didn't say that, we could have still shipped this pretty pretty soon. Uh, Six twenty three, and then it says may include serialized ring card on the box. Yep, that's the one. Thing. That's the wow. one ring. Yep. If you see something that says may include this the serialized uh, card in it, that's the one you want to <laughs> go for because those are where it's going to be. Oh uh, gosh. Yeah, they're expensive. Those are a lot more expensive. Oh yeah, so much more expensive. There's but I mean, two or three times you look more. at th- different production runs of them, and it comes out uh, six twenty three, so it's coming out you know next Friday. Yeah, it has gone up to four hundred and forty, down to three fifty, three four fifty four. Dang man, That's oh yeah, crazy. it's all over the place. Yeah, just hold it and then never open it, and nobody will find the ring. More likely, it's going to be just some dump somewhere because somebody didn't know any better i don't know i guess it wouldn't be because it says may include serialized ring cards some kid might like it find it go trade it on the playground you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. some other kid doesn't even know what it is and oh yeah drop his his cards in the the, the ditch get all wet like my son did from back going <laughs> back from school one day you know he's that kind of stuff so man that's fun though i'm just curious to see see about that oh yeah it's really cool i mean it's just having that whole trying to find the one-on-one ring. I mean, the car's beautiful. It's done in the Elvish um, writing and everything. Yeah. The And it says, too, it says the one-on-one ring is not a mechanically unique version. It's available only in an uh, English collector booster. Oh, so it's only available in the collector booster boxes. So that's a kicker there that'll actually change people's buying thing. I didn't realize that. You can only find it in a collector booster pack. Yeah, that's what that's what's selling for so much. That's, that's what's selling for the four twenty. You know, at one time was selling for like you know four forty, almost five hundred. But all of those packs are like sold out. So I just ordered. So I got six pulled up, and I can check out for twenty five hundred dollars if I want to get it for with six booster boxes. Dude, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Is that the is that the um the collector's edition boosters? Yeah, collector's boosters may yeah. include serialized ring card. It's from Phantomic. Mm-hmm. It's got Pokemon. They got everything. Yu Gi Oh. Digi Digimon. 
it's just crazy. It's four I mean, ten, four four hundred ten dollars for one. Yeah, if you go under, if you go to TCG Player, you can see and buy from a bunch of different places like Paradise Games, Oasis Games, you know, a bunch of places that are highly rated that sells them, and they're going. They start at four, but basically four twenty. It's four nineteen ninety five, and go up there. That's just it's crazy. Yeah, it's just insane to me. I don't, yeah. I'm not buying any of that. I, I know I'm, I'm not gonna. It's like gambling. Take that risk. That's major gambling. gambling. It's 100 gambling. It's not light gambling. It is gambling. This has got ten packs in it. You know, shoot, man. And you, you might not make your money back on them. I bought some. Uh, most um, likely not. Like uh, there was a run of cards for uh, Magic called Strixhaven. And they had collector's boosters for those, and I could get those for well under two hundred, and I made my money back on those because, like, the card values in them were just stupid good, and they still are, and they're they're just collecting value, so I just hold them on and collect value. Yeah. Well, cool, man. That's good collection talk. I guess we're not going to get to the bottom of why people collect sealed <laughs> or regular games. We just end up talking about collecting, but, um. But anyway, man, that was good talk. It's fun. I'm excited to see who's going to get the one ring now. You just switch gears on talk. us. That was a deep talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, cool, guys. Appreciate you listening. Join us uh, for the Comic-Con coming up. Check us out on hnkexp.com or facebook.com slash hnkexp. And we'll be seeing you later. Take care, everybody. <laughs>